Purgatory, and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Aaron Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. <laughs> Join us for this spoiler-filled podcast as we discuss our least favorite character, Joey's virginity. God Rest damn, in we peace. Hate her. Thank God. I wish I could tell you we didn't have to really talk about this ever again, but unfortunately we're going to. Gosh, yeah. It's like if the show's going to make a big deal about her virginity, why shouldn't we, right? Yeah. Let us. Let us. So I put on our Instagram um, a little post to have people share their (laughs) thoughts, comments, and concerns. So I'm going to share some. um, It's not going to be all of them, but it'll be some of them. And we'll get into some discussions. I left all the names out because some are a little bit personal. And like, you know, people gave me permission to share. But, you know, let's just leave it anonymous. Okay. I think that's a good idea. Okay. So you ready? um i don't think so but we're gonna do this (laughs) (laughs) you ready to have too much conversation about a fictional character's construct of a virginity (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just just to put it out there virginity isn't a real thing and it's fucking patriarchal bullshit but here we go okay all right first one have you have you all seen the quote virginity rocks t-shirts that are all the rage with high schoolers a YouTuber named Danny Duncan, who is a smash hit with the age group as a prankster tuber, started wearing them back in 2017 as a pretty much a joke. But it seems to have caught on not only with fans of pers- of the personality, but others as well. I first saw a teenager wearing one of the shirts on a social media post with his family on vacation in Las Vegas recently. Don't get me started on that. The kid is one of my son's peripheral friends friends the kid is wearing it in a picture with his parents and sibs and my husband and i looked at each other and almost at the same time said is that for real because we would take that as a joke but i think he was wearing it seriously i asked my son about the slogan and the t-shirts and he laughed it off and said that some of his close friends have the shirt and wear it in jest mind you i made sure my kids got real sex ed not abstinence only actually this is a cute story. When both of my kids were in eighth grade, we parents, their class were small and fewer than 30 kids had an off campus um, because there was no way to be discussed in public school. Planned Parenthood led conversation about birth control and other topics important for teens to know. One of their activities was to put on a condom on a banana. My son's oldest, my oldest son's Planned Parenthood class actually held in a Baptist church meeting hall. As he was putting on the condom on a banana, he looked out the door and down the hall and saw a picture of Jesus staring at him and wondered what would Jesus do? When he told me that later, I told him, Yes, that's what she told him. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like, Any- this. We're like this. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, these shirts and bucket hats. Oh my God, he sells bucket hats. Have made Mr. Duncan tons of money, and they have created a virginity culture that seems to be polarized. I think this could be harmful. What do you all think? Okay, first of all, whoever shared this, thank you for doing the Lord's work and bringing this to us because I have seen those shirts and every time I'm like, what the fuck is yeah, that? You're like, Did I just see that? What and they're that? at like and they're at like trendy hip stores like in little Tokyo and Los Angeles or whatever and I'm like, 
I feel like I'm feeling a cognitive dissonance between <laughs> this store and what I'm seeing on this shirt, and I don't understand. So thank you for for clarifying that, because I'm an old, and I have no idea about these YouTubers. I know. Um, but I come from the generation where girls wore purity rings. Right. And I think it's fucked. <laughs> like... Yeah. No, it's interesting. Well, first of all, it kind of reminded me of George Michael, how he wore those like choose life shirts. And like Mm -hmm, we were too mm -hmm. young to really know what that was. But I remember like later being like, I don't know, that's kind of like feels weird. I don't really know what the story was like that. But definitely we were raised at like the purity culture, like intensity. I just listened to this podcast actually that brought to my attention like kiss dating goodbye and it was like this kind of purity culture like bible about like Mm. how dating is bad because you like give pieces of your heart away and that like I don't know it (laughs) I do follow the Duggars a little bit and they do like these courtships and they're like we date with a purpose and they have these weird dating constructs that are like not physical based and like you know and then it it makes it hard for like the fact that like you do have sexual feelings and impulses and you don't have anyone to discuss that with. Um, It's super interesting. And I guess the guy who wrote that book ended up um, disavowing it. (laughs) They always do. I know. Yeah. As someone who had to run events for Neil Strauss in like the year 2007, (laughs) definitely I'm with you. But I think like, I'm always into kids giving a big fuck you to whatever, like, whatever dominant culture is like trying to sell them something. And so you might imagine that I'm having a complicated feeling about this because this YouTube star is trying to sell them a shirt. Yeah. (laughs) But also, you know, our sort of like, I I, like I have such, I have such respect and faith in Gen Z um, that they're like really breaking down paradigms and like breaking down these like cultural kind of like norms and taboos and being like, fuck that, fuck all that shit. Um, and so I feel mixed about it. I mean, I would never wear a shirt that says virginity rocks because I don't Mm -hmm. believe in the construct of virginity, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. also if you, I don't know if there was something that I, if there was some piece of culture that I was engaging with, that was like, that was a discussion that was being had where it was like trying to break down the construct of virginity. And like, mm-hmm. this is how, you know, this is like a little wink and a nudge to um, whoever is like reading your shirt that like you are in the know. I get it. But also I just, I like feel like I have like trauma from growing up in the late nineties and early aughts mm-hmm. with the like, this purity, like, purity rings, culture the, yeah the like um we didn't have that but i know of the existence where like the purity pledges that's pledge, and, like, you yeah. would do it at like a school-wide thing like i was just like Ooh, stunned school, at that my school was like, like on, y'all are know, already having too much sex for us to have you send this yeah um, i'm laughing I mean, so i don't cry um yeah yeah but know. like it's yeah. super complicated yeah like i agree with you like i i would never wear that because I don't know. It's a weird construct that I've never really bought into. On the other hand, like if you buy into the construct, like virginity does rock. Like, like Drew's character is toxic in his like, you know, like 
obsession with like Joey's virginity and like it being a bad thing because it's not like yeah. you know like you do what you want on your own terms. So if you're still a virgin or if you want to be a virgin, then you are. Like that's great. That does great. rock. That's amazing. <laughs> Good for you. Know? you. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. you know, to each their own. And if and like my thing is like. I mean, we weren't even having conversations about asexuality in a Mm -hmm. high school, you know, like back then in mainstream culture. I mean, sure, there were parts of the communities that were having it, but in mainstream culture, that wasn't even being brought up. And that, like, that's my thing is like, you know, um, I think there are, I think what I've seen of teen television and film now has done a much better job of being like, we don't have to have sex. Like, it's okay. I would love to have sex with you, but if you don't want to have sex, we don't have to have sex. That's fine. We don't ever have to have sex. It's okay. Like, you know, that kind of thing where it's like, let's grapple with what that means. I just think that like, so, and like in that way and in that case, like I think virginity like becomes obsolete. Yeah. Yeah. So fine. Totally. You know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I think it's interesting. That's an interesting case study. Yeah. I don't know that I have like a, a definitive answer, but like, I think it's interesting. Definitely. I would not wear that t-shirt. No, I don't. Nor would I, I ever wear a, a bucket hat, let alone one that said virginity rocks. <laughs> I'd love to see that though. <laughs> yeah. On Joey Potter. Yeah. <laughs> someone, someone make me one of those Funko pop dolls that you make yourself with Joey Potter with the fucking bucket hat that says virginity rocks. I'll pay you. Um. That would be amazing. Okay. Um, so for our next comment, I feel like there's so much to say to, so much to say here, but the most glaring is the disparity in the ways in which the show treats Dawson's virginity versus Joey's. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of season three, Eve strolls in as a sexy temptress and there's almost this gimmicky vibe surrounding Dawson's virginity, the condom scene, the boat BJ Mm. like, yeah, whatever, go fuck a rando whose identity you're not sure of for the first time. How cute and fun. (laughs) And poor Joey has the whole town of Capeside interested in her sex life. Like, yeah, no wonder sex was so terrifying for her. Why does she have the whole world care about her virginity and not Dawson's? Yes. Yes. Because she has a vagina and is about to become quote unpure. (laughs) hashtag no thanks <laughs> i mean amen amen to all I know. of that I, I do think i i mean we'll talk more about dawson's virginity when he loses his which i will not give away but y'all want to tune in for that episode well, there is spoilers or we did say spoilers but i do agree that there is no special episode of dawson losing his virginity like i mean uh, i know the episode happens but it's not in the same way is it's it? not it's not in the speak. same way it's not in the same way absolutely he's um, not even he doesn't even have to be in love first like joey has to be like madly in love because that's the only way good girls quote lose their virginity yeah it is with someone he does love though like but i, he I hear you say it to her no yeah. i know but i hear you I, I mean my thing is like the i think the eve thing is really interesting also because he like ends up not sleeping with her like it's toyed around with and then like pacey's so weird in those episodes and like weirdly macho Mm. in a way that's like not really pacey but like i i agree with you i think that like i and i wonder how the show plays with it because i think 
the I think the as the audience we knew that Dawson was not going to lose his virginity to like some rando Eve. So yeah. I, I I like think about how they played with the audience like oh like Dawson's doing this risque shit. He's like whatever. Mm-hmm. And then and then when a main character is going to lose their virginity after they've been a virgin for like almost the you know for the whole you know up till the halfway yeah. through season 4 like there is this like gravitas that's given to it but the problem with 414 is that the the gravitas is literally only given in the last scene yes (laughs) (laughs) okay it's like and 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 look at how pacey and andy slept together for the first time and andy lost her virginity yeah like yeah that leads up there is a lead up to that happening Mm mm-hmm and yeah, like a discussion about what she wants, what she's ready for, mm-hmm. all this stuff, you know, and then like it happens and we don't have to see the actual like we're getting naked, we're getting into a bed, you right. know, like I don't know. I've always appreciated those more storytellings than the other ones of like of like as much as I felt chills when Joey gives that speech mm-hmm. it like it still grosses me out because like I did do a poll of like who gave a speech before they lost their, you know, quote, lost their virginity. And like only 4% people said yes, you know? (laughs) Um, And it's like, you know, it's, it's like obviously a very uncommon thing. I'm not judging people that do that. I'm just more saying like the media's portrayal of it, like being this big deal where you have to explain all these things or whatever. Like, I like, I don't know. It it just feels for me, it was just more of like, I just need to take a deep breath and close my eyes because this might hurt, you know? Yeah. Well, and and I think, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, I do know. But, like, I also think that, uh, yeah, I also think that, like, if you're looking at Joey and Paisley's relationship and saying, like, this is, like, this has been the, like, solid romantic relationship of the show, like... Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is what should have happened is like, even if there was like some friction between them at the beginning of this episode, that like they had talked enough about how they wanted it to go Mm -hmm. that like once Joey's like, no, I'm ready, like that then it goes the way she wants it. And it, and, it, and in a way it does, right? In a way, like, yeah. once she says it, it does go the way she wants it. And like right. I said, like I said in the episode, I love that she kind of gets to be the romantic lead in that, mm-hmm. in that scene. Um, but, like, you would have built up to it a little bit more and let them have, like, a little bit more romance. Like, let your main couple have some fucking romance, man. I know. Yeah, totally. Jesus Christ. Totally. Like, and particularly when one's about to lose their virginity. I mean, look, what a what a treasure it is to have lost your virginity to someone that you're deeply in love with, that you're in a relationship with, that you trust, that you're, you know, like... I mean, that's not my experience. Um, so... Mm-hmm. You know, it must be nice. Feels like it <laughs> feels like it would have been nice. That feels like what what a yeah. nice thing to have happen happen. Why don't you celebrate that? Yeah, I mean that's my definitely. problem with the episode. Yeah. Celebrate the fact it, it's. I, sorry, I'm like on one. Um, I haven't even had any wine. <laughs> I have not had any alcohol. I'm drinking water and I'm just on one about it. But my thing is like because it's frustrating. It is. It is. Yeah. And I apparently have a ton of feelings, which I didn't really know, but I do. Um, so, <laughs> but like, I loved Brenda and Dylan 
having sex for the first time when Brenda loses her virginity in 90210 because it was like they are two people in love. They decide to have sex. They are safe about it. They make sure that they check in with each other and make sure they're okay with what's happening. And then they have sex and it's great. Mm-hmm. And they had a great time. And like, I'm like, what fucking more could you want from the first time of having sex? That seems amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely want to walk away being like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like I felt safe and supported and comfortable and like all of those yeah, things. Like that's no not a given. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely. So yeah. Because Jen didn't get that luxury. So yeah. For yeah. our next one. Yeah. I think the writers wanted Joey to be the perfect girl next door. She always had to be 100% pure and innocent. And when she finally loses her virginity to Pacey, the writers made it such a big deal out of it. I mean, even Dawson wanted to know if she had sex, like it was any of his business in the first place, or that she has to, quote, justify her decision to him. I think this obsession with Joey's, quote, purity comes from the fact that since there was already a sexually experienced girl on the show, Jen, they couldn't let another teen girl be free to explore her sexuality. I think back to that time, as it was so it was too risky to have two girls on the same TV show who were sexually active. I'm glad times have changed. I mean, same. Yeah, me I too. think. Sorry, I I want to say one short thing and then I'll let Aaron Hensley talk because I'm I've, <laughs> I've been screaming. Um, <laughs> Which is that I think that there are times on Dawson's Creek when you feel deeply the fact that men were always at the helm of the show. And I think this is one of those times. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And that the that Jen never like gets her like love story, really. You know, mm-hmm. we like barely we like, you know, we see a few glimpses of them, maybe, you know, um, but it's like, well, she's she's not pure like she doesn't get a happy ending and it's like I don't know that's so sad and that feels like such the male gaze and this idea of like of like the fallen woman you Mm. know like the used and whatever and it's like it's really sad and hard to watch and it also comes at the expense of like like this listener says like Joey being free to explore her sexuality like I feel like we don't really see that you know she's like either at the receiving end of Drew making her feel like she's inexperienced which I maintain she's not like you know Um, no I'm with you and like you know and so she feels insecure about that because like a male is doling out whether or not she's experienced instead of like her determining that for herself you know and like she doesn't get this opportunity to explore like her own sexuality and her own like what she's looking for which i think is why the final scene of her losing her virginity is like like you get chills because you're like oh my god like she's owning it she wants this she's like mm-hmm. like you know kind of the aggressor but in a safe space you know to mm-hmm. pace taking his shirt off she's like pushing him you know that's why it feels like finally you're like oh my god it's like so charged with her own sexuality i can't help but wonder if if katie holmes lost her virginity to joshua jackson (laughs) i'm not gonna care about a real person's virginity again as a construct but like you know sometimes i'm like i wonder if that like contributed to that the you know gravitas of that scene yeah i think that's an interesting question that we'll never know the answer to um yeah and i don't care yeah (laughs) you know totally totally um yeah and I think like I mean I like what you're saying there and I think that like 
there's this way in which, you know, and, and I mean, maybe I can reference a little bit down the line, but because we said there were spoilers, but like, you know, even in seasons five and six, like Joey's sexuality is like a real fucking ride. And like, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to have a ton to say episode by episode. I feel like I can't speak to it super in depth right now because I just like, yeah. I, I don't watch those episodes as much. And yeah, but there's mm-hmm. like, but but I know that there's like a real wild ride of Joey's sexuality and like how she basically like like doesn't like it's not explored or it's like mm-hmm. very rarely explored that she has like any kind of sexual desire. And like we I mean in this show it's always the like the blonde like mm-hmm. quote unquote wild one that's like mm-hmm. having all the sex and like we're getting another one in season five. I mean, I fucking love her, but like, yeah, <laughs> no, she's coming. She's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Busy Phillips is coming. Um, and you know, I-, I think that that's like that's such a disservice. I think it did such a disservice to the teen girls that watched the show. And again, back to the fact that there were men at the helm. And mm-hmm. and I, you know, I know there were women in the room. I don't know how that room worked. And I'm Mm -hmm. guessing that the big overarching storylines, they broke together and probably I I would just assume that some of those women got drawn out. Yeah, totally. Definitely. I mean, the writers of the episode where Joey loses their virginity are two men. It's like, I don't Mm -hmm. know. And the director's a a man, you know, I mean, not that it needs to be a woman. And Greg Prange is someone who knows the show so well. So I kind of feel like, okay, Mm -hmm. he was probably in safe. She was probably in safe hands. But like, um, but yeah, I agree. I agree. The yeah. fact that Gina Fattori did not write this episode, I think, shows. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know. Definitely. Okay. Hi. Just chiming in on the conversation about Joey's virginity. For the most part, I really do hate how the show obsesses over it to the point where Drew is making awful comments. Joe is sl- Joey is slut-shaming other girls, and Dyson finds himself to creepily have a say over it. But I do appreciate the show t- talking about that struggle. Although I was younger than Joey, I remember having that inner struggle. I was so scared to lose my virginity, I didn't, and I didn't understand why. My boyfriend and I did many, quote, other things besides mm. intercourse, but I couldn't get myself across that, quote, line um, for a long time. I guess I was scared of the risk of dealing with potential pregnancy and maybe just more so of a fear of not being a virgin anymore and what that would mean for me. I think the construct of virginity does teens a disservice, especially girls. It's important to be prepared, safe, and comfortable, but it really does make sense to be scared of, quote, losing a made-up identity. It really doesn't make sense to be scared of, quote, losing a made-up identity. I think the conflict between Pacey and Joey is also pretty realistic. I felt guilty about making my boyfriend wait, and my boyfriend was insecure about my reasons for waiting. He even said that he was scared that I just didn't want him to be the, quote, one, like Mm -hmm. Pacey says in 414. However, I think Joey's inner struggle does also involve Dawson, and this separates her from Andy. I really like the way the show let Andy enjoy sex without the guilt. It shows how girls have different and healthy experiences with sex. But besides having the fear of losing virginity, like many teen experience, I agree with Pacey when he says that Joey is fixated on losing her virginity to Dawson. As a teen watching the show, I was so mad at Pacey for being so insecure about Dawson. But during my adult rewatches, I agree that Joey was in an unhealthy relationship with Dawson and probably still wanted to wait to have sex with him. Her lying to Dawson afterwards makes me so uncomfortable and sad for Pacey. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. And I think, I think there's like, one of the things I know we've mentioned this before, but that the episode of my so-called life where Sharon and Angela, like, Mm-hmm. talk about the fact that Sharon's not a virgin and like mm-hmm. I don't I, maybe it's a different episode than that one but there's this like episode where Sharon Chersky starts talking about how like she broke up with Kyle because once they had sex it like didn't yeah. matter that she it's didn't want combo. to anymore yeah mm-hmm. it's the same episode and mm-hmm. I think like I there's a part of me that like thinks that that's part of the fear that like Mm -hmm. it's this thing that you've never done before and then once you do it they're like legitimately is this expectation that like now this is a thing that you do all the time Mm -hmm. and I mean we see that with Pacey where like he's like I'm scared to have sex with you Joey and like she doesn't believe him because he's mm-hmm. already had sex and like that's sad but that is like the way society sees it it's like well mm-hmm. you've already fucked you've already given you've already quote lost it and it's like well like i that that just proves it's a construct it's scary to have sex with people for the first time it's scary to have yeah. that intimacy it's scary to take it to the next level you know and like every time you lose your virginity every time it's someone new <laughs> like yeah you know, and it's not that you like, don't want it and it's not that yeah. you're not turned on and it's not that you're not ready to do it it's mm-hmm. just that it's like when you have to take off your clothes in front of another mm-hmm. person and like start touching them mm-hmm. and them touching you in ways and you don't know each other i mean there's so much going on mm-hmm. like i hey we don't know each other and so like there's gonna be these moments where i'm like do not do that thing like yeah and yeah. i and i also don't touch think, there i don't like that or whatever yeah or like or don't do it like that do it like this like and mm-hmm, i think mm-hmm. when you're young and when you're un- inexperienced i think those moments are so so much more excruciating to like and like learning that mm-hmm. i mean i you know i have memories of learning certain of those lessons where i just like let someone do something to me where I was like, Oh my God, I hate this. And I'm like, my whole body is tense and I really hate Mm -hmm. everything that's happening. And I don't know how to say that. And I think Mm -hmm. like there are those experiences, which is actually like, give me a show that's talking about that. That's way more interesting to me than the first time you have sex, Mm -hmm. you know, I I, like who, and, and like, and the, like the quote, first time you have sex, like that's such a, like, yeah it's such a heteronormative like you know just like Mm -hmm. the first time a penis enters a vagina like i that's so i mean get out of here with that immediately (laughs) yeah and i definitely relate to you know joey you're just you just don't know i think that's so scary and there's so much pressure put on women you know in our society to be like you know, all of these parameters, like, you know, I know for me, I was like, to be honest, the scarier part sounds like being in love than having sex, you know, oh, 100%. <laughs> like that. I was always like, 100%. I don't know, that looks way harder and yeah. way scarier yeah. than having sex. Like, I don't know, I think I might want to wait on that, like, until <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for that. Like, yeah. you know, I, that was my personal experience. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Because like, I know people like this listener is saying where you like want it, you're with a partner and you want to have sex with them but you're scared and then like there's an another added element of of another person's feelings and not to say that there right. was pressure or any kind of element of that but that's just like inevitably yeah. going to happen within a relationship so then sure. that adds this other level that I was like I don't think I could do that I am too controlling and I want to be like I'm ready to like lose my virginity quote unquote and then mm-hmm. do it that was just my personal experience um totally. but yeah 
yeah. <laughs> but Dawson, <laughs> when she lies to Dawson, we're going to get into that, but, or maybe yeah. we will have already gone into it by the time you hear this. But anyways, yeah. um, I we're, were, we're recording this right after we recorded 414. Yeah. So just an <laughs> FYI of where we're at. Yeah. But I remember when she lied being like, they're breaking oh. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. fucked up. She, she prioritize, prioritizes Dawson's feelings over Pacey. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're going to get into that. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Interesting. I, I mean, I think it's, I think it's fascinating and I think like there's no wrong way, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Okay. For our next one, I definitely think obsessing over Joey's or any person's virginity hurts youth. For some reason, a teen's innocence is tied to whether or not they've lost their virginity. It's fucking weird. And it turns mm-hmm. a totally normal act into a fucking spectator sport. I didn't have a big talk before losing my virginity, but I did feel shame immediately afterwards. Not because I regretted it, but because I lived in a tiny town in rural Indiana where shit like that matters for some reason to adults. I remember mm-hmm. walking into stores with my parents wondering if every other grown up there, quote, knew and I would they would put so much emphasis on Joe losing her virginity because the entire show revolved around someone else someone else validating her feelings or actions. I think Andy and Jen both dodged big scenes because to society's bullshit standards, they were already damaged goods in one way or another. To middle aged white men, every teenager should just be happy, smart, and a virgin. <laughs> I mean I mean, you said it. <laughs> Just like, yeah, yeah. Sounds like they had a Joey's experience, like a small town where then everyone's like, whether yeah. or not it was internal or in Joey's case, like real. Yeah. Everyone wanting a say or to quote know that you're like somehow like impure or whatever the fuck that sh- you know the small town places on this you know now suddenly you're like you know tainted goods <laughs> or something you know well yeah so and dark. It's, it's so it's so wild that we like i don't know it's like i think a lot about like when my family allowed drinking right and so like you know my when I was a kid I were Italian so I was always allowed a glass of wine at like big things you know I got poured a little glass of wine um I mean like since I was a child yeah (laughs) Um, yeah. and then my you know once my dad's side of the family like when you turn 18 and like move out like you can have a beer or so or a glass of wine at the family parties um but like you can't if you get drunk at a family party and you're underage like then there's like some judgment that rains down yeah definitely but like but like but so i think a lot about that about how we as a society it's like yeah sure the the drinking age is 21 but whatever and you know like there's all these like loopholes that you know each family has that are different or each like and that virginity it's so weird because it's like there's this way in which as a society, it's like we decide, and I don't even know when this age is that we've decided like 15 is too young and 16 is fine to like I know. have to like be having sex or to have had sex. <laughs> and it's just one of those things where it's like, what the fuck, man? Like, like who the fuck cares when this happens? And like, and I think that it puts so much pressure. I n- only know the perspective of being a female, 
And it puts so much pressure on people. I mean, I've definitely felt it that like to like be experienced at a certain point or to and like you're not like and then and then there's this like added layer of like if you are experienced you can't be like the valedictorian or you can't be like those girls are the experienced yeah i know and like and i just think that it's like it just fucking that's why i wish that we had pace or not pacey sorry joey and andy and jen as these like complicated characters right and friends (laughs) and grand grams is that what you said no and friends oh and friends they could have these conversations like that you know right right but also that like okay so jen like had i mean i wouldn't call it sex you know but had sexual encounters Mm -hmm. um that were fucked um you know when she was younger Mm -hmm. and now is kind of like okay i want to like have sex with someone i'm in love with Mm -hmm. or at least have deep feelings for you know what i mean and then like joey it's like i haven't had any of that and now i'm deeply in love with someone and don't know i mean those are all really interesting stories to tell and then like andy like i really like this guy we're dating and i like I just, I chose to have sex with him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's I, like, they weren't, I mean, he says, PC says he's falling in love with her at the end of that episode, but like, it's kind of not related to the sex. Like, yeah, exactly. You know what I, mean? I mean, it is, but it isn't, but it's like, um, there's a part of me that's like, why weren't we exploring this? And, and like, part of the answer is because sex in the city hadn't aired yet. Um, in some of those. Mm-hmm. And like, part of it is because it's network television and yeah. part of it is because like we weren't allowing teen girls to have not weirdo shit sexuality mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's like i mean i think you're right it's the male gazy sexuality right of like mm-hmm. katie holmes is fucking beautiful and like and smart and like the brunette and thus we cannot see her as a sexual object even though the subtext is like we do see her as a sub- sexual <laughs> yeah, object yeah absolutely like all we see her for and like all right. like her transactions that she you know is available for right and then like jen we can only see as a sexual object couldn't possibly see as a nuanced character with wants and needs and that aren't being met and like trauma and you know all of this stuff you know and then also a fucking badass like couldn't Mm -hmm. possibly see her as that and then andy you know by the end of it reduced only to her mental health yeah and like the the repercussions of her mental health like Mm -hmm. you know and couldn't possibly be that like and even the cheating storyline it's like okay like it is not an unbelievable thing that a high school kid cheated on their high school boyfriend yeah like i'm like, <laughs> pretty sure and and yeah. so like but that just wasn't treated with any nuance right it was yeah, treated for nuance no, for like half like, a fucking second and then it was treated with completely no nuance punished her character yeah. was completely punished absolutely so yeah okay for our next one so I don't know how many of the DVD commentaries you've listened to, but a friend on Twitter recently listened to them all and posted a series of tweets about what she learned, and it's mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. The original plan for season four was to have Pacey and Joey break up around episode eight because she wouldn't have sex with him because she was, quote, 
from Paul Stupin, saving herself for Dawson, which is the most grotesque thing I've ever heard. Stupin at all seemed obsessed with the idea that Joey and Dawson must lose their virginities to one, one another. I guess he forgot Joey's um, line in the pilot noting that, quote, two virgins make for a clumsy first time and was very resistant to the idea of Pacey and Joey having sex. It seemed that the network actually made them bring the sex forward to 414 because they were going to wait even longer for it to happen, if ever. They were going to have them break up in season four because she refused to have sex with him because she was saving herself for Dawson. <laughs> Do you feel ill? I feel ill. Um, I mean, so I think the way I know my Paul Stupin <laughs> theory I know, seems, I totally seems to be upheld. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So I think that the way that Joey is super horny when she's around Pacey yet inexplicably doesn't want to have sex with him is something of a clash between what was written by the men in charge and what Katie Holmes was doing her best to put across on screen. It's obvious that she and Josh Jackson really loved working together and that their chemistry kept the relationship going well beyond what the writers had originally intended, thus saving us from a Dawson-Joey first time together scenario, which makes my stomach hurt just thinking about it. The more I think about the show, the more annoyed I get that it was run by middle-aged men and how much that informed the narrative and characterizations. There's a lot to unpack here that I cannot stop thinking about how many things could have been different if the show had been run by women or if at least their voices had been heard more clearly. For example, I think I'm far more interesting conversation around sex and consent could have been explored on Dawson's Chris critique or sorry <laughs> Dawson's Creek. <laughs> we, we are remember, doing such a thing on yeah. Dawson's critique. <laughs> I remember a friend saying to me once that her 18-year-old daughter was so scared of getting pregnant that she felt it was stopping her from really enjoying sex, which generally made my friend sad for her child and led them to have some really positive conversations around birth control. There's also the wonderful mother-daughter conversation in Friday Night Lights when Tammy tells Julie that mm. just because she had sex once doesn't mean she has to have it every time her boyfriend wants to or with every boyfriend that she's with after that which is such a healthy conversation. And I was blown away when I first heard it and just sat there thinking, I wish someone had told me that when I was that mm. age. Those storylines would have been far more interesting to explore, in my opinion, than the whole virginity horror construct that the show refused to let go of. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Amen. That scene in Friday Night Lights is a fucking powerhouse. I yes. the scene when when Tammy Taylor tells Julie Taylor, like I just I wanted you to wait, like I wished you had waited a little longer. Like it's oh my god, Connie Britton is just the queen of everything. Okay, yeah, sorry, she's such sorry. a good example of motherhood. Like, what would you do if you walked in on your daughter, like having sex with her boyfriend? Yeah, or just had sex. You're like, yeah. of course you would freak out, but she is so calm and she's like. Okay, like okay. she's freaked out, but like, oh my god, she's such a less control. She like yeah. that storyline was yeah, we were really interesting. Amazing. Um, but <laughs> this is not a Friday Night Lights podcast yet. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> uh, and so I mean, I think like that's I think what you're saying is so spot on, so spot mm -hmm. on. I think that I mean, as I said earlier, I think it is. It there are times when it becomes so so clear that men were in charge of this show. And I think mm -hmm. I honestly maintain my position that I think Paul Stupin may have been the problem. Um, right. And I think that like, like 
I mean, I have listened to all of the DVD commentary, but I haven't, there's a lot of it that I haven't listened to in a while, um, mm-hmm. like, like a decade or more. So, so right. I don't remember all of it, but like, I, I do think like, first of all, the idea that they would break up because Joey won't have sex with him. And because it's like Dawson's, like he's Dawson, she's Dawson's girl. I mean, they say that a lot. And I just like, like Joey's Dawson's girl. And I'm just like, oh my God, fuck this. Um, and I just think that like I mean I agree with you I would have hated it if Dawson and Joey lost their virginity to each other I probably would have liked it in 2001 but I would fucking hate it now Um, and I just think that like I, I think that Pacey is the only person that we've seen in Joey's life that makes her feel comfortable and mm-hmm. and I think that so often like he allows her to be goofy he allows her to be fun um and I think personally I think those are the things that make sex good um yeah is someone who allows you to be goofy and funny and like it doesn't matter if you're a dork and like you know kind of is entertained by you no yeah. matter what I mean not no matter mm-hmm. what but like in most scenarios like there's this part of me that's like that's isn't that what you want in a sexual partner I mean, that's what I any want. partner. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, any partner, but yeah, like, this kind of speaks to something I think about a lot about how we have a lot of um, creators and actors and directors who like are. I don't believe in cancel culture, but like canceled, you know, like, mm. and how? What do you do with that? Like, I really love the movie American Beauty, but it stars Kevin Spacey, who yeah. like you know, sexually assaulted young boys. And so it is hard for, I don't watch anymore because I don't, I can't not see that, but like maybe for like a director or something like that, like, you know, can people watch Woody Allen movies? Like, you know, I think that's a complicated question a lot of people have, but Mm. like this kind of reminds me that like a show is more than one person and like a a production is more than one person. Mm -hmm. And you see how like Paul Stupin potentially had some pretty hideous ideas and like, maybe the actors and some people were trying to push back against that, you know, mm-hmm. and even think about in season three where like Josh Jackson and Michelle Williams, like shut down production because they didn't like the way their character was going, their characters were going and they mm-hmm. really wanted to protect their characters. And you can, you can kind of see like all the moving pieces and how like, maybe that's why it's like this, epi- you know, ep- the episode when Joey loses virginity, it's like, what the fuck is happening? Because they wanted to make this story that, you know, Paul Stupin and the actors are like, no, but they have only the material they're given. So Mm -hmm. it's like trying to like work within those constraints, you know? Well, yeah, it's hard, but, uh, yeah. When you see like Josh Jackson and and Katie Holmes, they just do have such chemistry and they, they, they definitely look like they like working together and they liked the way that these storylines were going. And even when they fight, they fight so good, I Mm -hmm. think Mm -hmm. so well. So even that is hard to watch because it still feels like a love there and, you know, um, like a connection there. So you can still feel like a, you can feel that versus like the, the chemistry just was never there in my opinion between James Vanderbeek and Katie Holmes. So watching them was always like hard because you just felt a lot more, anger from him than like love definitely and i think like i i think a lot about the tv shows that have had like kind of lightning in a bottle with two actors 
and their chemistry, right? And like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, going back to Friday Night Lights, there's a part of me that wonders, like, is Tim Riggins and or Tim and Lila supposed to date when they do, right? Like, mm-hmm. where like, there's a part of me that thinks that Tim and Lila. Tim was supposed to be a mistake that Lila made. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then Taylor Kitsch and, um, oh God, what's her name? Minka Kelly. Kelly. Um, you know, had such chemistry that it's like, I mean, how can you Mm -hmm. not put these two on screen together? I know. (laughs) know. That would be so stupid to not put those two on screen together as often as possible. And so I think that there's like this way in which perhaps TV has learned lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from like this kind of narrative. Although, you know, there are still shows where like the, you know, the Pams and Jims of the Office, but also, you know, John Krasinski and Jenna. Um, oh God, what's her last name? Fuck, you know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah, yeah. Sh- they have amazing chemistry, and so it's like, mm-hmm. okay, great, good. Your chemistry mm-hmm. re- reads worked. Good job, you. Yeah, you exactly. know. <laughs> so i don't know i mean i i think that you can i think that it's very hard to break up two people who have the kind of chemistry that josh jackson and katie holmes have in a television show there has to be a really Mm -hmm. fucking good reason to break them up i couldn't agree more um Um, so we'll get there (laughs) don't worry we have words on that topic okay for our next one I personally like how they made Joey's virginity of an important situation. Most teen dramas let teens have sex, teaching it's perfectly okay to sleep with anyone. She waited and waited until it was right, which teaches the viewers the same. I think the show's obsession with Joey's virginity is obviously not great, but I did really like that it showed them waiting, what, nine months before they had sex. I think that was really good for teens or anyone or or anyone of any age to see that it's okay to wait and you don't have to sleep together right away, but also the right person won't care about waiting nine months or more. Didn't Dawson imply something about having sex on one of their dates? I can't see him waiting nine months without making some kind of speech or pressuring Joey or something like that. I know these are obviously teenagers, but as someone in her late 20s, who hasn't had sex, it was again, a good message that the right person will wait and that there's no timeline. Go when you're ready. If that's nine months into a relationship or more, that's okay. If I had been Joey on that boat with someone I love all summer, I don't know. I would have waited because the circumstances are so ideal, but I do give Joey props for knowing what she wanted or didn't want to do. I mean, I know we have screamed about it a few times, but like, yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with her waiting. I think, yeah. I mean, as someone who was a teen girl at one point, um, I, I don't know that I could have waited to, on that yeah, boat. Yeah, that's all that I think we maintain is like, I don't know how she did that. Like, yeah. I don't know. It seems like, <laughs> like Herculean, right? Like you're yeah. with someone you're madly in love with and like, yeah, like no alone, one, no one's around, no one around, <laughs> bored, you know, like yeah. so many things at play. Yeah. But like, I do think people should wait. I think you should wait as long as, as oh, you yeah. want to. And, and as you can, you know, I, I think we still live in the patriarchy. So like it, it's hard as we've said like you get this message is that like you don't have to have sex with everyone but like it's hard to know that to be true or to like 
for people to think that to be true. And sometimes once like sex, you've had sex, we even see it with Pacey that like people find it unbelievable that he doesn't just want sex from Joey. And he's like, would I guess maybe break up with her because she wouldn't have sex with him, which I, I don't believe, but I think that that's the narrative Mm -hmm. around sexuality. I mean, particularly back then. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, I know yeah. I've mentioned um, to all the boys I've loved before a few times, but Peter Kavinsky in that movie is like kind of a dreamboat in the same way where he's like had a girlfriend that he had a lot of sex with and then like is dating a new person. And like, it's like, it doesn't, it's okay. Like we do not have to have mm-hmm. sex. Yeah. You know? I'm like, not some like, you know, like I'm not a fucking slave to my, you know, libido. And mm-hmm. like that, I think, I think that's so important and I think like I mean I I I I mean I just can speak to being in my late 30s that like yeah there's expectations and and honestly I mean they're um you know if usually if I'm dating someone I'm like I would like to have sex now. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> like, as well as expectations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but it's like you know, and the, and there are times when I'm not dating someone and I'm like, I am going to, I would like to have sex now and I'm going to go make that happen for myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, exactly. <laughs> and so, um, so you think that like, those are all fine. That's all okay. But I also think that as a woman, it took me a very long time to be comfortable with that reality. Yes. Yes. And I don't like the way that like in this show, for example, it is like a binary. It's like either you're a quote good girl and you wait or you're a bad girl like Jen and like, you know, you you fuck around and like Jen, we haven't seen her have sex in seasons you know and like she in this episode in the episode joey loses her virginity she waits you know she could have fucked jack but she didn't you know so like she's waiting but that's not portrayed as waiting right you know she's looking for something and she hasn't found it yet so she's waiting for it but we don't give that the same caliber of of um accolade that we give like joey the good girl waiting till like the right moment to have sex with someone she loves pacey you know Mm -hmm. and like i don't know that like to me has always felt sad but like particularly on this rewatch because i know how horribly jen is treated and how like these toxic narratives around sexuality become like permeate and perpetuate and like affect girls (laughs) as one who you know as someone who was a young girl you know and just being like seeing these binaries like that and seeing how like you couldn't once you have had sex then somehow that quote means something which like I don't and lessens know that you it, in some way yeah yeah exactly yeah. and you're like okay I don't know it's so interesting and you know sad to be honest <laughs> yeah yeah and I think like I think that um I mean like you said you know even we saw Jen wait with Henry we you know like she didn't have sex with Henry right away. <laughs> they had a whole conversation about it. And she's like the one who wanted to wait. And so I think that there are narratives. I mean, I think that's what's, that's, I think what keeps me coming back to this show over and over again, even now, t- like 20 years later, is that like, there are these like subversive narratives within it, right? Mm-hmm. Where totally. all where you're like, okay, the Joey story is like, 
a lot of it is patriarchal nonsense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then like you get these little and like Jen and Henry, I fucking hate. I mean, like, yeah, God, yeah. I hate Henry so <laughs> totally. much. But, mm-hmm. the, you know, we're able to get this storyline in there about like someone who's like, hey, I've had sex before. That doesn't mean I want to have sex right now. And I well, think and she even makes this really compelling argument where she's like, I'm more of a virgin than you. Like, you right. know, and like she kind of like breaking down virginity, even the construct of virginity in this way that like is so awesome and compelling, you know, yeah. and like and just like super badass. And then like, of course, then we get like the traditional story of, you know, good girl virginity with Joey. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, again, that's why the the character of Jen has aged up and like, yeah. you know, the character yeah. of Joey sometimes has aged down. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So. All right. Cool. Well, who are you rooting for? God, I'm rooting for the dismantling of the patriarchy. <laughs> yes. Oh, my Lord. I'm rooting for the women TV writers to rise up. I yes. that's what I'm rooting for. Um. I just, yeah, I mean, it's just, I think that, like, my favorite TV show of all time is My So-Called Life, Mm -hmm. and I think that it is so clear that the narrative voice of that show was Winnie Holtzman and was a woman. I totally agree. I've been thinking about that. I was thinking about that today, about Mm -hmm. watching the, you know, the Joey losing her virginity. It's just like... Winnie would have done this differently, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And Angela yeah. Chase has the same struggles with like wanting to have sex, desiring it so much, you know, and like lust and all this stuff, but then also wanting to wait and like having mm-hmm. not and grappling within those two spaces, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that like just for me felt so authentic, you know, like yeah. at the time when I was younger and then even like reflecting upon my, you know, youth of being like, yep, that's how fucking complicated <laughs> it feels. Like, holy shit, you know? And like, uh-huh. it's really hard and super yeah. hard. Um, and so I don't know, I, I, I completely agree. Just like how you can see like the female gaze and the female voice yeah. within that show, like in everywhere every every aspect of it yeah and this show has a male gaze um you know and often a male voice which is (laughs) wild because at this point we're basically in joey's creek at where it will (laughs) where we will remain for the i know rest of the series and yet look at how it looks Mm -hmm. and I think that that's i mean there's something that i find fascinating about that (laughs) i mean obviously we talk for however many hours about this um and and i think that like but i also think that it it requires us to delve deeper and to think long and hard about what these narratives did and what they enforced in us and how they made us feel because i think Mm -hmm. that like I do think that that's the thing that you and I can kind of bring to this because we were their age is like, you know, we felt these things and mm-hmm. and we were being fed this narrative and not just by this television show. There were other television shows. Yes. And other, you know, media outlets that were feeding us this narrative. And so how do you how do you start to reframe it and break away from it and not Absolutely. tell this narrative anymore? I think that's the question. Yeah, definitely. And so I'm rooting for all those female TV writers or male. It doesn't have to be female, but like, right. But you know, it's got to be a careful dude um, who, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. 
yeah, definitely not like an older aged. I don't know. Anyways, maybe, I mean, maybe I shouldn't make whoever. that statement, but totally. It's just, it, it is hard to, to know that a lot of the, the problems within the storytelling of Dawson's Creek, like just seem like the, the easy fix would have been like to not have a, a male showrunner, you yeah. know? So yeah. I do. Yeah, definitely. We're always rooting to dismantle the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. So what are we here for? If not that. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this special episode. And may, may we say rest in peace to this stupid character that we oh. never wanted to see or think about, but like bring drunk Joey back and lose yes. this one. Yes. A hundred percent. Joey's virginity as a character is on the show longer, like pops up in more episodes than drunk Joey. Gosh. It's, that is definitely true. And I'm, I fucking want a refund about Me that. Me too. <laughs> drunk Joey does not appear nearly enough. That not is... nearly enough. <laughs> but yeah, thank you everyone for being here. Um, you know, making space with us. Uh, mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter. Defund the police. We stand with the farmers in India end Asian hate. We're trying to make the world a better place. Let's get those vaccines flow into to countries that need them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We we have extra, I know, in the US. We do. Mm. Um, yeah. So uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us, Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. We want to shout our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at GoFreakingCrazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. We have merch, bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. And as always, you can order our book, I Remember Everything, Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek, available wherever you get your books. Let me shout out this week, um, Bad Animal Books in Santa Cruz, California, the town I lost my virginity in. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, tying it all together and uh, <laughs> please like a subscribe write a review wherever it is you get your podcasts um, we would like to thank those of you who have and uh, and you know that helps us immensely so thank you so much uh, I can be found on the internet at pesty1079 um, we would like to thank, as always, Andrew Bush, who in normal times records us. May there be normal times soon um, and a new normal that's better than the old one, I might add. <laughs> um, Rarebird books can be found online at rarebirdlit.com or on social media at rarebirdlit. This has been a Rarebird production. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over.